Hello, my praying people. It's Monday evening, and I'm going to talk a little more about this, but boy, Mondays come around so fast around here. I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but Tom and I just returned from Wyoming where there was snow on the ground, and we got a little sunburned on our faces just because of the reflection of the snow that the sun came off the snow and bounced into our face. We had such an amazing time in Wyoming with the women there first, and then visiting that beautiful state, the Grand Teton National Park. But we are home now, and we're enjoying some typical April weather in Tennessee where it doesn't really know what to do, whether it should rain, snow, uh, or sleet, or or bring us tornadoes. We don't even know what's going on outside, but that's what we've got. What you're about to listen to is just my, um, my rambling, honestly, for about 20 minutes about a blog post that I wrote. And so I want to encourage you not only to listen to this podcast, share it with those that it encourages, but that you think might be encouraged by it. But I want you to take time to go to leannemccoy.com and look at the uh, blog that I blogged last week. And the title of it is um, Parents Don't Be Deceived. If you resonate with what I said in this blog post, I would be so appreciative if you would share it on your social media sites and help me um, continue to uh, speak truth in a world that has gone a little bit crazy. So enjoy this podcast. Hello, my praying people. Do you ever feel like Monday just comes around awfully fast? (laughs) Ever since I got my daughter to come on board with me and work with the prayer clinic ministry, I told her this morning when we meet together on Monday mornings, I said, gee, these weeks, they just roll one right into the other, and we are having a lot of fun. So, um Hang on. I guess that's how I feel these days, but it's just so exciting to watch the church and to be a part of what the church with the Great Big C is doing. And and just in the past couple of weeks, we've connected with other churches in our area, and we're going to have a National Day of Prayer Celebration. I want to invite or encourage y'all in your churches to celebrate the National Day of Prayer. It's coming up on Thursday, the first Thursday of May. And that's been a lot of fun, just getting outside the boundaries of our own church body and connecting our arms and hearts with the other churches that are working in our community for the kingdom advance and the kingdom good. And so that is really a lot of fun. And then if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I just recently came back from Wyoming where I got to be with the women out there. And oh my goodness, what a dynamic and a powerful time we had uh, spending the weekend talking about being armed and dangerous. I'm a woman of God. I've got five smooth stones and I'm not afraid to use them. (laughs) So we are, we're just having fun around here. And um, while I was in Wyoming, I had a friend who shared a, a Facebook post that her daughter had shared. And she, knowing that I also have a daughter who is not embracing Christianity, has instead um, really dove into embracing a a spirituality that is rampant in the world today, and that's one of um, just the essence of and the embodiment of love. And um, as a part of that spirituality, it seems that they're they they feel extremely hostile towards um, traditional Christianity or the faith that we share. So anyway, the. The post that um, my friend had shared with me 
was one from a pastor. Well, he used to be a pastor in the Christian faith, but now just a guy who's a spiritual leader. I don't I don't know what he would call himself, but he certainly has deconstructed from his Christianity. And um, in this particular post, he was writing, it was a very, very lengthy post, and he was writing to parents who were deconstructing in their faith. And uh, from the term that he was using, walking away from their faith, and um, feeling guilty about the way that they had reared their children in the faith. And so he was giving advice to these parents on how to rear their children in a way that was much more loving, um, perhaps um, just a way that would be different, perhaps, than they would have reared their children if they were still um, living under the authority of God as, as communicated to us through the Bible. Now, I have to confess to you that when I read the post, I I just immediately got so frustrated, like I do so many times in conversations with people, when I'm reading articles from people that are embracing this spiritual culture that just um, uh, circles around love with a capital L, a capital O, a capital V, a capital E, and this love, from what I can tell, if it was being pressed to be defined, would be just a complete and total acceptance of who we are with no no shame, no remorse, no no car- nothing carnal, and certainly no sin, and that anything less than just being completely accepting of you as you are Anything less than that is to be judgmental, which is the antithesis of what they mean by love. And um, anytime I read about this and I and I, I can even listen to music about it or or podcast or read articles or this Facebook post, I just get frustrated. I'm so frustrated because we as Christians are are um, are connected to out of to God, our creator, and he's a God of love. In fact, what we believe is that he is the definition of love. And if you want to know what love is, then you you want to know God. And love is what we're celebrating this week. As I'm recording this podcast, we're, we're, we're walking through the Holy Week, the week that marches toward our Christian celebration of Easter. And love laid down his life for those who did not love him. And and this new cultural current wants to ignore Jesus, to um, have disdain for him, and to diminish the sacrifice that he made because the very essence of the sacrifice is centered around the fact that we are sinners in need of a Savior. And 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 we know that, and we love Jesus, and we worship Him, and it's at the very heartbeat of our faith. And yet this, um, the, this antagonist to our faith is taking the very words of love and so much of what love is— and just I, I, the way I like to say it is it's hijacking it. Um, and, and the antagonist is Satan himself. And what he's doing is he's leading people astray 
not by lying to them, but by just getting them slightly off course. All they've got to do is deny Jesus or deny the need for Jesus and be puffed up with the um, concept that there is no depravity in man. I think that's very, very hard to believe when you're looking at the world today. But those that are ascribing to this are blinded by their wokeness and in their um, in their words they use, they're talking about being enlightened, and yet they're darkened to truth in the world today. And uh, truth has become my truth. I I want to share my truth, and for you to declare that my truth is not true is the worst thing you can possibly do. I know I'm spinning in circles, but it's just the way it makes me think when. When I read these things, and that's what happened when I first read um, what my friend shared with me from this guy. His name is Jim Palmer, and he wrote a very, very long Facebook post on his Facebook page trying to encourage parents who might feel guilty because they had reared their children in the Christian faith. At first, not knowing what to do with it, I just sat discouraged for a little while because of the frustration of feeling something in my heart that I could not communicate with my words. So, as only a writer would ever even want to do, I took his post and I put it into my blog on my Leanne McCoy website. You can go there, leannemccoy.com, go to where the blogs are. And I titled this blog, It's I used a lot of words, <laughs> Because there were a lot of words I was trying to understand. One, I put a picture of my beautiful children when they were um, probably 10, 9, maybe 9, 8, and 6, or 8, 7, and 5. All I know is it's the most adorable picture of my three children on an Easter morning. They're sitting on a floral couch. My daughter Kaylee is um, wearing a sweet little white dress. My daughter Michael's wearing a beautiful little floral dress that looks like it's got crinoline. Both of them look like they've got crinoline under their dresses. And then my son has the cutest little shorts on with little suspenders. And his hair is kind of long the way that he likes to wear it even now. But he's crying. And I see his little scuffed knees and um, his little knee socks. And when I saw this picture, I just wanted to scoop my little guy up and give him a great big hug. But anyway, it's an old picture, obviously, because these children are now 30, 28, and 20, almost 27. But here's what I titled the post. For the first of it says, parents don't be deceived. But then my subtitle is what's long. A public response to one who wants to encourage parents who might feel regret about their role in their children's religious upbringing. Okay, that's a mouthful. But what I'm telling you that I'm writing to is a a public response. I'm giving you a public response in the safety of my own website to this guy, Jim, who is writing to parents who might feel discouraged because of giving their children a religious upbringing. And so I take what he said on his Facebook post and I then respond to it like a little running commentary. And I even change the color of the font so that you can follow along while his words are in black. I put my words in blue and which really goes back to my illustration about snow skiing, black and blue, sometimes getting out there in the culture and and flinging our arms about and trying to share our hearts out there will we'll leave us black and blue. But anyway, um, I sat down with his comments, and as I, as I took them apart little bit by little bit, 
I, I realized that the reason that I got so frustrated is because I genuinely agree with so much of what he said. I mean, he talked about um, that that we need to love our children unconditionally and let them know that it's okay for them to formulate and determine their own values, beliefs, and views and opinions. And that's part of being human. We all get to choose our own thing. And I agreed with that. But I didn't agree with it in the context of saying it's okay to reject Jesus. And, um, but I didn't know how to say that without sounding like the bigoted, judgmental, critical person that they're all running away from. And, and that then is wherein my confusion lies, my frustration lies. But as I took it apart and I realized that I agreed with so much of what he said about, um, creating safe spaces for our children to be authentic, I, I thought back on my own children's growing up years, and that was one of the a, a tremendous value to me as a mother. I wanted our home to be a safe place. I wanted us to create space for our children to tell us what was really on their heart and their mind, and to know that when they did that, we weren't going to just clobber them. We weren't just going to come down hard on them, because I wanted to know what was in there. And even to this day, I really want to know what's driving their thoughts. Like, what? why are you thinking those things? And what is the root of that? What motivates you in that direction? So he said that. I agreed with that. And I share about, you know, how I do. Um, he said a lot about um, uh, being willing to admit your mistakes and, um, like, just live humbly in a way that your kids can not feel um, uh, belittled by your by your life. And that's all good and fine if it weren't that he was the way he was addressing parents, that he was speaking to those that were deconstructing their faith and regretted rearing their children in the Christian faith. Because as I thought about some of these things, like... Um, having a safe space. It's okay to create a space that's safe for your children to be able to speak what's on their mind and in their heart, but to make that space such that there is no no solid truth is just to create a great big sucking void that could um, suck your kid in to where they have no tether whatsoever and then they get tossed here and there and everywhere by the um the sweet sounding words of um of thought processes going on in the world today and isn't the world full of thoughts and isn't the world full of words and aren't our kids um being swept away by so many of those and so while i think that we ought to create safe spaces for our children we do have an ulterior motive in that we're creating a safe space so that we can teach them how trustworthy God is and so that we can teach them how reliable his word is and so that we can show them with our own lives how we're going to respond to the the hard things in life in a way that... Um, finds our our source of strength and our ability to persevere in God and in his word and even in um, his people in the church. And so 
Anyway, I'm saying all this in kind of a, a podcast this week to encourage you to not only go and read my blog post and see what you think about it, would love to hear your comments regarding it, um, but also to be bold. And when you see things or you hear things that you don't agree with or that just don't settle well with you, don't think that you just have to be quiet and go along and get along. Let's go ahead and be a little bit prophetic and speak the truth in love but keep speaking the truth because our truth is light in an increasingly dark world. And when we speak forth the truth for God, we're not, um, we're not tooting our own bugle or our own horn. You know, we're, we're simply heralding the beauty of Christ and the, the glory of the Lord God Almighty. And so, um, don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to speak and be courageous. I want to exhort all of you to be courageous with your post and and with your ways of responding to other people. Be careful. Don't don't get sucked in to a trap where you sound like the mean guy and they sound like the good people. Don't be the mean guy. Don't be judgmental. Don't be angry. Don't even fight from a posture that you're being defeated. But, um, you know, take time and and consider your words carefully and um, find a way to be able to speak forth the truth so that you can be an encouragement to others that are walking this path. I know there are plenty of parents that are um, learning things about the world that you never knew before because of where your children are. You know, our children take us to places that we wouldn't go without them. And um, even when our children ask us not to be near them, we still dive into whatever they're into because we want, well, our heart just refuses not to be near them. I think it's somewhat like the heart of God and how he refuses not to be near us. And ultimately, I want to just wrap this this rambling up by saying, God's got this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, um, is, those are my favorite three words. God's got this. He's got this scheme that the enemy seems to be running with right now. He's got our kids that are getting swept away in it. He's got um, the world in the palm of his hand. And um, as we pray, let's pray that the Lord God Almighty will bring conviction on the hearts of men and women who are um, who are being inundated with a, 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 a temptation to elevate themselves to godlike status, and um, and who are being swept away by their own intellect, God-given intellect to think that they know things <laughs> that are that are bigger than God and to um, discredit the church and the people and the gospel. And during this holy week, when we're looking toward Easter, let's invite the Lord to have it our minds and our hearts and our spirits in a in an especially tender way, so that we can worship Him with everything that we are for the beautiful sacrifice He made to set us free from all the confusion and the madness and the schemes of the enemy. 
And as we worship him, let's trust him with our children that are occupying so much of our heart. And let's wait in expectation for what only God can do in their minds, their hearts, their souls, their spirits. And um, let's not ever forget that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So my praying people, um, take time this week to go and check out my blog post where I give my public response to the guy that was trying to encourage parents that are deconstructing their faith. Share it. Share it on your social media platforms. Share this blog post with people you know. Um, Be bold with it. Let it be bold with you. And um, watch out, because I'm sure I'll I'll get courageous again <laughs> as the opportunity arises. And please, um, trust God with those children of ours that are um, that are out there, and um, let's just claim them in the name of Jesus. Amen. And there you have it, my praying people, a bit of Leanne McCoy rambling. (laughs) Thank you for listening this week and for sharing this podcast with your friends. If you found it um, shareable, I would really appreciate it if you would do that. Also want to remind you not only to go to the website, I reminded you that throughout, but go to my website, leannemccoy.com, and you can read the blog post titled Parents Don't Be Deceived as we um, continue to seek to speak truth boldly in the world today. I would appreciate if you would share my my blog post on your social media platforms and invite people that you know that might be encouraged by what I've got to say on this uh, podcast to join us, to subscribe, and to come along uh, the journey with me as we teach ourselves to pray, as we learn to pray, and then also as we um, grow our prayer ministries in our churches. And speaking of growing our prayer ministries in our churches, we're only a few weeks away from another open house at Thompson Station Church. And I'll put in the show notes of where you can sign up for this open house. We would absolutely love to have you come and join us on this Sunday morning. We'll serve you breakfast. You'll get to spend time with our prayer clinic ministry team. You'll get to worship with us in a powerful time of um, worship as you experience our service on Sunday morning. And then we'll follow that with lunch where we really unpack what the prayer clinic ministry is all about and how you can get a prayer clinic ministry started at your church. So um, just want to remind you that that open house is coming up on April 24th. It's really just uh, two weeks away from yesterday. It's the week right after Easter. So want to encourage you to do that. And um, let's just keep praying, my praying people. Look forward to talking to you next time.